It's the sex toy revolutionizing masturbation. The handy will get any dick haver through quarantine and can even let a long-distance partner control your orgasm from afar. Get free shipping with code BILLY20 at thehandy.com. That's T-H-E-H-A-N-D-Y dot com. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Alt Playground. APG is more than just a place to find couples to swap with. Alt Playground is a lifestyle community for all non-monogamous and sexually adventurous people to connect and share. And you know I started a profile. Join me over at altplayground.net. That's A-L-T playground.net. When your mission is beyond missionary, step up your game with Liberator. Their collection of transformable sex furniture and sex toy mounts will put you in sexual positions you never thought were possible. Use promo code MANHOR and save 40% off the best-selling wedge ramp combo at liberator.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manhor Podcast. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and something and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous member of Santa's Polycule? What up, everybody? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Happy belated Hanukkah to all you whores out there. Uh, Merry Christmas to many of you, and uh, happy Kwanzaa to all of y'all starting that up this weekend. Uh, Welcome to my show. Uh, This week on the podcast, I have got on fellow podcaster, Y.O. Lee. She hosts, uh, she's an actor, a writer, director, overall sex-positive creative. Uh, She hosts her own show called Sex Stories. And we're going to be chatting a little bit with her in a little bit, but first... How about the most recent episodes? Wow, that that Jamie Kilstein episode. Oh, the Maya Diamond. Ah, I love getting y'all's feedback. And one of my favorite places to read what y'all thought about, uh, you know, a, a recent show or sometimes even a really old one is over on the new Discord server, uh, the Champagne Room. Mm-hmm. The Champagne Room is a supportive, sex-positive space I opened up a couple weeks back, and we've already got over 100 fan whores in there chatting it up, having fun. Uh, You know, we've got channels that are just kind of general chats and conversation, sex toy recommendations, even a channel just for a place to vent, and it's just been so cool. I mean, so many of you wrote in about the Maya Diamond episode. I thought that was beautiful. You know, one, one member, Tom Biv, he writes, Billy... I'm always so impressed how vulnerable you are with your guests. I did the exercise along with you guys while driving to work, minus the tapping, as your bullying stories brought back some bad memories. And I got to say, it really is a nice little magic trick on your mind. Uh, Dune the Goon said, just listen to this episode. Excellent. I'm interested in learning more about the attachment styles. So this was a really welcome topic for me. The exercise was eye-opening and actually reminded me of a therapy I've been working on called EMDR, which actively rewires the brain around trauma. So thank you, Billy, for being vulnerable and bringing this type of content to the table. 
So the Champagne Room has just like become a really great place to connect, not just with other whoreheads like yourself listening, but all sorts of like-minded individuals uh, who could use a supportive space. Even your friend who doesn't listen to my podcast, but you're like, I feel like you need... I, th- I feel like you need to join this space over here. Come on over. So uh, come join us over in the champagne room. It is free to join. I've opened it up to everybody. I'm making all sorts of poor business decisions these days. Come on by uh, and join us at manhorpod.com slash discord. There's, a, of course, a link in the show notes. Um, I uh, Last week's episode, by the way, I think a record record short intro go me i'm pretty sure my intro my monologue was only like three minutes and 40 seconds very proud of myself uh i think this one will be uh equally brief ish uh because you know i've i've got i've got some stuff going on with me and i just can't talk about it yet and no they're not happy things (laughs) I'll just say that one one of the fears and concerns I have kind of go back to that Maya Diamond episode where where you know I said that I shared that my uh, a huge fear I had was that no one will have my back publicly. I I, I hopefully I'll get. To, I'm sorry to be ominous and weird, but like I'm also feeling ominous and weird. There's a lot of like ominous, weird, vague, undefined shit circling around me right now, um, and I guess kind of wanted to place that on the table and let that sit there and and hopefully by next in the next week or two I'll be able to um open up a little bit more about that stuff or at least give y'all an update on me uh but I'm hanging in I am at my mom's house with my sisters and their respective partners before you think about any uh, saying anything, I, I, they all did like a whole month of quarantining and testing and isolation and, and their tests. And then I uh, and Megan both did tighter lockdowns, tighter quarantines for the two of us. Uh, and then I, you know, I've got my test. Megan's supposed to get hers tomorrow. Uh, so that weighs my mom who lives otherwise by herself in this big empty house, you know, could have all her kids for Christmas. Cause I don't know when that'll happen again. My, but it is cool being back. I am recording right now in what used to be my like childhood, childhood living room, the uh, the old basement where we kept the family computer, where I had my my very early, my earliest introductory masturbatory comes, where where my orgasms were really just wisps of smoke and excitement <laughs> and dial up porn. That yeah, that was just below my feet, and uh, yeah, it's just pretty nice. Being with family, a sentence I do not often say, but for once I am happy to be surrounded by some almost unconditional love and support. Speaking of support, you know, let's do a real quick fan whore appreciation moment. Yeah, let's. I want to shout out a, a member of the fan whore nation on Patreon because, uh, hey, you know, I thank you all for supporting me both with your downloads and your doll hairs uh, and your engagement. You're all also fun. Andrew Lee, oh, our latest Aussie. I love that we've got a nice, healthy Australian community <laughs> in the Patreon. Hope you're enjoying the peep show, man. I, I love it when I see you pop in in there. Hey, Flagpole Friday is also Christmas morning. 
Hope you gave us a nice little present to unwrap. Hey, hey. And you too can become a member and support the your seventh favorite slutty podcaster. Yes, uh, membership begins at just $2. And it's a great way to support independent content creators, especially during these times. You know, I don't need any one person to give me $10, $20, $100. I need a thousand of y'all to give me like $2. And then, hey, who knows? Maybe we can even have less ads. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> uh, join Fan Whore Nation today at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. I told you it would be short. I promised I would try to be as brief as possible. Y.O. Lee is our guest this week. Uh, she hosts uh, the Sex Stories podcast, which is recently celebrated uh, its 100th episode, which I was on. We're going we're gonna to do a couple ads, and then we are going to talk about sex stories with Y.O. Lee. Oftentimes, a sponsor reaches out to me and says, like, hey, oh, we love your podcast. So great. So professional. So well done. Billy, your voice is just so silky and chocolatey and smooth. And uh, we are just such fans. By the way, you're also a hottie. That, that's just my characterization of how a sponsorship solicitation goes. But uh, this is one of the rare instances where, like, I reached out to a brand just because I was like, I like I want one of these. I'm sure my people will want one, too. The handy is the hottest new item out of Norway. Oh, those Norwegians making some high-quality, sleek products. This is a automated flashlight that mim- it's basically a blowjob machine. Dick Havers, have we ever wanted anything more than a blowjob machine? This toy is going to revolutionize your masturbation sessions because, hey, this toy is equipped with features that don't make your masturbatory sessions a solo sesh. Yeah, you can have a friend, a partner, some stranger from the internet control it from afar. Isn't that cool? And if you're uh, if you like to get real hardcore with your <laughs> with your dick game, okay, this thing can go fast. It goes up to 10 strokes per second, and here's the kicker. It's quiet. The handy prides itself on we'll just say a lower volume during your solo sessions. Well, aside from the moans it's going to cause, of course. And uh, the Handy wants you to give it a try, and they're willing to give you some free shipping when you go to thehandy.com and use promo code BILLY20 at checkout. That's promo code B-I-L-L-Y-2-0 at thehandy.com. The Man Whore Podcast is excited to be sponsored by altplayground.net, the lifestyle site for your next non-monogamous adventure. Now, I've been working with APG for about six months, and something I really dig is that it's just so much more than your run-of-the-mill swinger site, because uh, we know those are a dime a dozen on the internet. They're just striving to be a true community for all sex pause people. Whether you're poly, in an open relationship, or simply want to explore your sexuality, you'll find like-minded people at altplayground.net. And best yet, the site is growing like crazy. Yeah, even during quarantine, because they've got all sorts of features to help you virtually connect with people for the time being. You know, lay the groundwork until that sweet, sweet post-vaccine time when we can have orgies again. One more time, sign up today at altplayground.net. As we age, our bodies are changing. 
Certain parts need more support than they used to. Other areas are getting a little sore faster. And that's why it's important to make sex more comfortable. And that's where Liberator comes in. Liberator has been making fuck furniture to make sex more comfortable, more pleasurable, and last longer for decades. Their best-selling wedge ramp combo gets you in the right positions just a little easier, just a little bit more comfortable, which means you're ready to be in that position longer and harder. And you can get 40% off Liberator's wedge ramp combo when you use promo code manwhore at liberator.com. Or you can click the link at the top of the notes to go right to the product. Again, 40% off their best-selling wedge ramp combo with promo code manwhore. Or you can just browse around liberator.com and upgrade your sex life today. Now let's get to the show. My experience as a female who's very friendly and is very genuinely interested in many people and then also is attracted to people like I sort of do exude this like hi I want you energy which doesn't mean that I want to act upon it I don't have time I mean maybe like I mean maybe if people actually like paid me lots of money on my OnlyFans although I've been getting lots of tips lately which feels good because I just started myself to figure out how everything works but like for example today I was shopping at Target and then at post office and I'm just minding my own business but both places I was only in each store for about 10 minutes and people, random strangers, walked up to me, interrupted me, and, like, asked me questions as if I were some authority. Like, like I don't, and, like, they thought I worked there, but I was just dressed in, like, yoga pants and, like, a sweatshirt. And so I was like, what? I was like, I'm wearing a backpack, and I have, like, a grocery bag full of artwork, like, packages. Like, what? Why are you? Leave me alone. Um, you know, and so I do like people, but I was reflecting upon how grumpy I was. Like, because to the first gentleman who, he was like, oh, sorry, I thought you worked here. And I was like, I don't. And then he, like, came back around, and I was, like, looking at underwear at Target because they had some really soft ones. And then he, like, starts approaching me and, like, talking to me again. He's like, do you know about this thing? And I was just like, I'm sorry, why are you talking to me right now? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just thought, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not in a people mood. I'm just not. I wish I were just like ballsy enough to be like, I'm looking at underwear, fuck off. But then I do, but I have this like farm girl, nice family thing that comes out. And and so I I don't know. I'm, um, I think I need to get more in touch with my personality asshole uh-huh. the same way I've gotten in touch with my own asshole physical asshole (laughs) yeah you got to get in touch with that ability to tell a random stranger hey go fuck off leave me alone well so i'm really i'm really good at it if it's actually on the street so Mm -hmm. if if i'm outside on the street like i like i've had people i live in downtown los angeles near skid row so i've had people like walk toward me with their zombie hands like aimed at my boobies and i have i've definitely yelled some very loud fuck offs i will kill you if you touch me type thing like and i just And it's just like rage that passes through and I sort of like take a step toward them. Like, and so I do have this like, um, I have a fight reaction when threatened, apparently is what I've learned, but not if I'm inside a store. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, And I I should say real quick, we're here right now with a fellow Slutcaster, Y.O. Lee. Oh, Slutcaster. I love that. (laughs) I learned the term butt slut. And now I would say I'm specifically a butt slutcaster. (laughs) But it is sad that, I mean, you know, where we were trailing in was like I had asked uh, Y.O. like uh, anything off limits. And you were like, well, um, could we just like make it clear that like I don't 
fuck random listeners so just don't randomly solicit just, me and i go just like because they exist yeah and it's just like i feel, i don't know and i i'll ask you a second but it's like it was just so sad that you even felt like we have to make it known please don't randomly solicit why mm. well welcome to the female experience i think <laughs> oh gosh I are think... you telling me that the internet is tougher for you than me well i don't know though <laughs> don't you get that kind of attention from gay dudes like I'm if you're very, naked i'm a special different case i have what, put like, myself you're like, in hey a... open for business or what no, it's just more I've put myself in a weird niche of things where like I'm an outlier. You can't include like what? me in a data set. Maybe I can learn from you, though. Uh, I'm a don't learn kind. anything from me. I am. Why not? Because I look at my face. Do we need to learn anything from this? When right I look now? at your face, Billy, and here's what I see. I see sparkling blue eyeballs that match your. Well, they're a little bit brighter, actually, than your gray blue shirt. And they do, they're brought out by your headphones. Actually, right now, your eyeballs look like they match your head. Oh, now they're a little they bit. They do now match my headphones. Oh, it's beautiful. Why do you think I got the, the blue skull candies? <laughs> I, see a, I, I see a gorgeous smile. I Gosh. see a little man beard. Stop it. That's and I, keep I see keep going, I see hair that I would run my fingers through and like pull a little bit and like scruffle <laughs> up and make it messy hair. I see some blushing. <laughs> I don't know if that's my lighting or actual blushing, but yes, it, um, you have a lava lamp. It's just glowing a little bit red on you, your. You cheek. can't see where I'm blushing. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so Wyo's got a very flirty personality everybody uh so much because i like people when they're nice to me and when they're following the rules when they're not being rude and what are the rules to not be rude my rules are please be consensual (laughs) like like if you want to do something and i haven't consented to it ask me Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to hit on me, if you want to do something that is outside, if, if it's something that would make that you wouldn't do in front of your parents or grandmother, like, like, ask, don't walk toward me with your hands outstretched thinking it's okay to grab my boobs. Yeah, I don't know how you operate in life with such a big smile all the time when like the bar is just so incredibly low and people still walk into it. Yeah, well, I, uh, I do get very grumpy. But it's usually late at night, and then I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. give myself a little uh, a little ride on the vibrator, and then I'm like, and then I get a smile back. Oh well, I mean, there you go. Uh, that's always a way to get a nice little smile. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you uh, you host a show called Sex Stories, mm-hmm. uh, great SEO as we have talked about because uh, <laughs> which you've been a guest on uh, episode... twice now, right? Yeah, twice technically. Yeah. yeah, so you're you're most recently on episode 100. We just had our 100th episode and then I forgot I looked it up. Your first one is early. It was like 14 or 20 or something like that. So Yeah, well congratulations. That's huge. Thank 100 you. episodes. Look at you. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. That's great. What what why don't you tell us what is um your podcast about? Like what's the what what can people expect besides so- obviously Sex Billy's stories. amazingness. Wouldn't it be Billy's? great if it was just like a food podcast? Uh, no, we're talking <laughs> that really would be sexy so recipes. Deeply disappointing. <laughs> well, actually, oh my god, it's so funny that you say that because I was just talking to my little sister who just graduated culinary school, and this morning I was like, "Babe, let's collaborate on a sexual, sensual cookbook." Your and sister? so that's a, my with my little sister. Yeah. So, uh, so that's you have that's a very special be, relationship. We do. Well, I mean, no, no, we're not gonna like. We don't do sexy things, to I be very clear. I didn't okay. say that. I'm just, you know, oh, my, yeah, yeah. We my are... sisters can barely handle that I do this for work. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, so my sister is very buttoned up compared to me. For example, she well, you're would not. literally unbuttoned. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> Why those like tits are basically out? I don't like- button flannels. I just tie them at the bottom and then they get loose. I don't know. <laughs> it's too much work. Um, so like she wouldn't be a guest on my show because it's one-on-one conversations with people about the details of their sex lives. So it covers mm-hmm. like their body feelings, their physical feelings, sexy things they like, stories they've experienced, like the highs, the lows, and then all the fantasies that they want to do but haven't done yet. And so it's so it's super fun. You never know which direction the episode's going to go. But uh, my sister is, she, oh, I shouldn't say that. That's personal. Okay, so that's a good example of I was going to share personal information I don't have. I'll just say it in more general terms. She's like, has an easier time with sex than I do. Like she doesn't have problems. Um, and she like has a good time and isn't like, like I'm a very anxious person. I have a really hard time orgasming and I've gotten rejected a lot. And I, I will just say like, objectively speaking, I'm not, I'm not ugly. And because of all of the cultural messaging that women receive around, like, Oh, guys just want to fuck all the time. It's a really bad feeling to like get rejected over and over again by straight dudes who are supposed to be like the ones that definitely want to fuck you no matter what. But like that was I the got- messaging you were you received growing up was like be on the defense. Guys are going to be all yeah. over this, so you think when you're offering it that they're going to be it's going to be a line out the door. And exactly. I, I think women are. I think y'all are not set up properly for rejection because when i've rejected women um not even like rejection i mean like we'll be in bed and we'll be like fooling around and they'll want to fuck and i'll be like i don't know if i want to fuck tonight but like maybe next time definitely i've had multiple times grown fucking women raise their voice and yell at me (gasps) for not fucking them when they were when they were ready you know, it's like, what? Because, and I think it's just because huh. like a guy, yes, guys can get exactly like that. But I think also a lot of guys are prepared for They rejection. know, yeah. We're and taught they, you're going to have to fight for this because they're exactly. always going to not want it, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, so that's not fair to you because maybe if you were taught that, hey, sometimes you're going to get rejected, maybe it wouldn't feel so fucking sharp. Yeah. But luckily, I worked with pickup artists for a couple of years producing their reality, online reality show. Yeah, that's, Which that's when I... Um, it, it, I don't know if it's still out there. I don't think you can find it, but one, it's called the girls game, but then season oh, I meant, two, I meant like which pickup guy. Oh, I, oh, I feel oh. like they have always um, fun names. Mihao, Mihao uh, powers. Um, oh, oh, I don't like <laughs> he, him already. He was mystery's roommate way back in the day. Oh, so, oh. um, yeah. So that's a small community. It was a very strange time in my life. And after I finished the second season, I shaved my head and traveled around South America for six months, wondering why I, why I'd made such a mess of my life. But um, no, but I want to, but I do want to circle back to the rejection thing because yeah. the closest thing that I got to a sex talk, which is one of the first questions that I ask my guests, was my mom was just like, "Now, sweetie." Because of your hourglass figure, you have a fundamentally sexy body. And I just remember the way she said body. And so she cautioned me that, like, you know, the time might come when I might get a boyfriend and I don't need to feel pressured by him, even if he says I love you. And I was never given any information about what to do if I was extremely horny and was like pursuing men to fuck them because I didn't know that I liked everybody yet at those young ages. Um, and so, yeah, so I tried to lose my virginity three times before it finally happened. I, yeah, I got, I got a lot of rejection in my life. So, yeah. And, and what, what was, what are the thoughts when you're hearing that? Like, is oh, it, are well, you so, startled or? 
So now, no. And luckily, I with those two years that I worked with pickup artists, I got to hear them coach other people. I learned a lot of pickup-y stuff, which I really hadn't connected to the stuff that I'm doing now with sex stories, which is hilarious, and I'm mm. laughing at myself. Um, but, I, but I have had lifelong obsession with why is this hard for me? Like, why is this so hard? Why is it so hard for me to just talk to people? Mm. And, uh, especially when it's about sex. And so now as an adult woman who is learning more about herself more and more and more all the time, I have learned I'm a very specific flavor. And I like, like I'm a little weird and I'm not, I'm, I, <laughs> I was trying to be like, what flavor? Oh, you're talking, are we talking about the weird thing? Oh yeah. I know about that. It's uh, you know, wild. Wild is a very individual, uh, unique LA type. Well, uh, <laughs> I, but I would, I'd also be curious to hear because I have a lot of people look at me and basically usually they think I'm much cooler than my actual personality is like, I'm kind of a goober. I love to be silly. I wiggle every day. Uh, it's a way to be body positive so that I can love all my parts, even my wiggly ones. I wear silly animal hats. Like, like I like to be silly. I think it's very fun. And I think there is something about like my straightforward but childish nature that throws a lot of people. I don't know. What, what was your experience meeting me? Because like I, was, I felt like I was so excited to see you. And then I was like, I think he's cooler than me. Oh, I am not. <laughs> cool at all uh i'm very lame <laughs> no why i mean i was just like oh this is like this like you know artsy individualist uh la type and i don't know i didn't i didn't think anything like negative mm. i was just like oh you know well i did did you know i grew up on a farm with military medical professional parents and it's actually only in the last couple of years that i've been like letting myself be publicly artisty yeah yeah what was that about uh, well, I went to South America and thought a lot about what I wanted to do. No, and I meant the upbringing part. It's like you know, you were you were raising this family, like, uh, and you got this talk from your mom who referred to you as <laughs> like, you have a sexy body, fundamentally speaking, fundamentally and I'm like, sexy. That's to its males own trauma. <laughs> because they're wide, childbearing hips. Well, my mom was a nurse; she sure. taught labor and delivery, and you know, loves babies. Um, so I I haven't given her a baby, but she understands. I have to yeah. find the right person. But have you always been um, so sexually open and straightforward or like is no. it just no. like like what was that transition aha moment? I mean, you were working with these pickup guys. You had mom who like gave you this weird semi-sexual warning. And, <laughs> and now, you you know, yeah. now you <laughs> do Zoom podcasts with your tits out and you, you talk about yeah. sex stories. <laughs> well, so I would say that it started when I... I wasn't this open when I was working with the pickup artist. I was exploring polyamory for the first time. I fell what in love. What drew you to that gig in the first place? Was it just like a, a gig friend. and you're in LA? Or? Um, I was in, well, so one of my very good friends introduced me to, so I am an independent filmmaker that just hasn't made enough movies yet. Mm -hmm. But when I was 22, I wrote and produced and acted in my first feature film. And I shot it at my parents' house. And it's like, it doesn't have release. Like, it's on my computer because I was too tired to try to get it released. And I'm just going to hang on to it until I can package it with something else someday. I don't know. But I was tired of working at the bar. And I wanted to quit. And so I was like, well, I have producing credits. And I started getting producing jobs. And I used to produce, like, right when virtual reality became a thing. And they had the first headsets. I did a couple of, like, web spots with... One of my friends who worked, he now develops VR games. Um, the company is Stress Level Zero. So 
some of my best friends from college introduced me to, they used to be like YouTubers and made friends with this pickup artist, Adam Lyons. And so I started oh, working Adam, with- Oh, Adam, he's been on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so Adam, Adam and I worked together for one year and then like it was me and Adam and Mihao and then it was just me and Mihao because I think Adam, that's when they moved to Texas or something. Okay. But um, But yeah, so- so we had a mutual friend that introduced us and I was looking to make content and to make more stuff and to practice producing and writing and pitching stuff to Yahoo. And I was hoping to make, you know, connections with people at Yahoo screen, which then folded during our second season. And so then I was like, oh, oh, all of this was for nothing. Oh, 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 um, you know, and so it was that experience where I realized I was producing stuff that wasn't stuff I cared about like it wasn't my stuff Mm. and it wasn't it wasn't satisfying like I thought it was going to be I thought the idea of teaching women to pick up dudes was great but the way that we did it because it was such a short budget fast budget and everything um you know we didn't really get to teach them and so producing is also a lot of work and I also cheated on a boyfriend for the first time last time. And that was the last boyfriend I had. That was five years ago. And I fell apart. Like, I hated myself. Mm-hmm. And and I also cheated on him with someone who I fell deeply in love with. It was the first female-bodied person that I'd ever been with. Um, they were married at the time. And I was like, I'll move to New York to be with these people I'm in love with. And it was... Before I the knew flannel anything, would fit in, in Brooklyn, I'll say that. Oh my god, I know, I know, I know. Like a flannel uh, well, triad, no, very bush. When I when I'm there, people ask me for directions, but that's true everywhere. Like when I was in when I was in Argentina, like and had long blonde hair, I would get I stopped on the street and asked for directions, and so I'm just like, what? Um, and that was before I spoke any Spanish. Anyway, okay. so yeah, so so that all of that is to say, like I. Both the the pickup artist thing is like a weird origin story because it both kind of like broke me job wise because like all those relationships fell apart the same time I finished the second season and I was just exhausted and realized I wasn't like living a life of my own values. And then that coincided with, um, you know, this confusion around sex and all of it, like all of the relationship stuff. I just like my life had kind of crumbled. And so I shaved my head and went traveling for a while. And while I was there, I did a lot of thinking about and some sex along the way. But that was also where I was like, why is this sex not very fulfilling? And so I just kept asking the question. And then it was when I got back from South America that I went on FetLife and was like, I'm going to explore what it's like to be tied up. And then it just so happened that the first dude that I met and messaged with who I liked, we got along so well. We had a fuck ton in common and he ended up being my master. And so that was, yeah, that was, um, we started seeing each other, started talking in March of 2017 and started going out the following April. And we'll get back, get to that in a minute. Uh, Is this the same, I want to go back to the pickup thing, but first, is this the same master that you have now? Yes. We have recently started seeing each other again and it's been, you know, it's been a lot of, it's been life changing and also like a more intense relationship than I ever could have bargained for because I had no idea what kink So back then, you know, you're still like, it sounds like a little sexually sheltered, um, you know, having trouble with these relationships, curious. Like, like so hopeful. Like I did all the holes on my first night. Like I was like, I want to try everything. And so like, I, you know, so very, very curious and enthusiastic, but like 
for some reason, not a researcher, like not an okay. online sex researcher. Um, and how did you feel about um, pickup when you started working with these guys? Was there anything you kind of learned or uh, did anything kind of come to light while you worked on this show? Uh, I think the main thing, just to take it full circle, it's about pattern recognition and numbers. And so much of the ego that we get caught up in relationally just like doesn't have to do with us. Mm -hmm. So I would say those are like my main positive benefits, like the, my big, my big positive takeaways from working with them is mm -hmm. that it's just about like trying and thinking through the other person's experience. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh, pickup art is so sleazy. So disgusting, That's which me. I know. <laughs> which i know because anytime i've revealed to someone that i've tried to go on a date on date with they're like oh so are you picking me up right now and i'll be like well no but like you and i met for coffee and now yeah. we're walking around the block together and so because of how human brains are wired that gives us the feeling of going on an adventure that only we two can share and then if we do another thing and then another thing and then if i do a thing called a future projection where i'm like oh we should go to echo park sometime and do the paddle boats like that plants a seed of desire and then and there if are you different like ways add anal you to can... it just like you really ensure <laughs> that they come back well <laughs> okay so you would so you would think so no, but no, what I, i'm learning no but what i'm learning is that I have to fucking slow down about talking about sex and I don't know how to do it. Like, and, and I try to just like cast the net and if they don't pick up the bait, then I move along because I'm like, I need someone who can talk about sex with me. But like, does if you, that mean you need to slow down about talking about sex or is it just that um, you talking about sex acts as this filtration system to like weed out a lot of people who you weren't going to work with well anyway? Well, that's the question I've been asking myself a lot. Because I think, I think, I think it is. I think. What you're if it's just... both though? Because like I think there are some people that I could probably get along with really well that are just a slow burn. Right, but is a relationship like something that you want to just get along with real well, or do you want to like know, find people Billy. who are like close to good matches? Oh like, no, what <laughs> I what I mean is though, like, what if? And this is where I, I mean, I'm I'm mostly single. I've had I had one boyfriend, twenty two to twenty four. Then I had that boyfriend I cheated on and then like broke up with because I was very full of guilt for a year. And, and that then was the when master. I was 25. And then the master. Well, and then I tried to date that couple long distance via the phone technically. Like we were technically together for six weeks, but it was like not in person. Yeah. So that's so that grade together. Very sixth grade <laughs> together. But but such a hugely formative relationship for me because Again, when you when you enter a polyamorous relationship and you don't have a ton of information beyond what some pickup artists have told you, which includes advice like, well, if your boyfriend doesn't want you to date other people, why don't you see if you can like invite him to watch you fuck a girl and he just sits in the corner and then you can like open up his mind. Like that was some of the advice that I got that I was just like, I don't think that's going to work for us. I mean, that's I mean, <laughs> he wasn't I, into it. Like, that's I, the thing. Like I, I, I end up finding people that I terrify. And so, sure. so I think you're right. Like I'm probably single because I'm really bad at filtering and then I don't have a ton of energy bad for at, it. I didn't say you're bad at it. I'm oh, saying that it acts as a filter. No, I think I am bad at it. Okay. I am bad at filtering. I filter for the wrong people, for the wrong things. And then I get tired and then I don't, and then I'm like, I can't date at all. And then I give up and, and I call my master. So, so what do you mean you're bad at filtering? Because, like, to me, it sounds like you are very open and honest about your sexuality, and that maybe that intimidates some guys. But mm -hmm. then, what I'm trying to say is that I don't like 
good if they don't want to go on the second date because you were talking about sex too much because maybe that guy just wasn't a fit in the first place so that's what i'm trying to say is like i just feel like you're you're having to go on less unnecessary second and third dates which acts as a filtration system no it takes a lot to even so here's the thing this is this is what it is i i don't love going on dates with randos that I don't like. Like I have to really like someone to give them my one-on-one divided, undivided attention because okay. I have so much art that I'm trying to create. I jam pack my days. I'm a crazy workaholic. I've been thriving in the pandemic because people don't bother me as much. <laughs> and I don't get the same i i'm more likely to get exhausted by a night out with someone i kind of like and feel like it's a waste of time Mm -hmm. whereas i know a lot of people experience that as like energizing or fun or at least Mm -hmm. you get to know someone i have to have like enough work and work completed and money saved for that to be fun for me does that make sense no no that makes total sense i I just don't see anything wrong with that like you keep saying i just i guess let me tell you i'm curious about why let me tell you i know the answer i know the answer (laughs) I'm bad at filtering because I also have an incredibly flexible relational sense of people. So Mm. I tend to not be attracted to people based on looks. It's Mm. more about feelings and words and communication. And are they going to reduce my anxiety enough for me to be excited enough to have sex with them. And if they can really help me reduce my anxiety, and this is why I like kink so much because I know the rules. I don't have to worry about what's happening. I don't have to worry about if they're just not telling me what they want. Mm -hmm. That's the only time I can have orgasm is if I'm really, really, really relaxed and feel trust. So I'm not heavily incentivized to go out and fuck people unless I'm in the mood for an experience, which I do like to do. But I also appreciate a lot of things about people because I'm very polyhearted. So I'm more likely to be like, okay, I don't want to like date you as a one-on-one person, but like, do you want to be lovers? And then that gets me into a lot of stupid time-wasting tricky situations that throw me into this loop of like, I am bad at dating. I am bad at filtering because I could. So for example, my most recent lover who I had to like wish well and wish away we I knew- love that. That's such a magical yeah. way to say you kick someone out of your life. It's like, I wish them well, and I wish them away. That's I learned that a- from my friend, Eden Malin. She's a wonderful actress who now lives in Brooklyn. You're New like but- a walking, but- talking, like, children's book, but, like, a <laughs> sluttier version. Like Somebody? Spe- <laughs> no, somebody told me I talk like Berenstein Bears was written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a really, really great way to characterize how you speak. I just... Uh. Um, <laughs> but like, is that so bad to like, uh, it, it, what I heard from there was speaking as you is I heard, I enjoy a lot of various types of connections ranging from like intense romantic or kink to like casual lovers to like, yeah, I'll watch you jerk off on FaceTime. Like, I oh, just yeah. feel like you have a range of interests. I'm not alluding that last one to anything in particular <laughs> at all, uh, so, but it just seems like you're very open to things. So like, do you, yes. are you, and so, ta- can, so. can you fine tune that to like, I guess what I'm qu- my question is, is the filtration, is that bad or is it just that the guys that you are allowing to be in that ecosystem didn't work? Because it sounds like a system that in theory works if you have the right people in it. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's... Oh, I have so many thoughts I'm excited to share Please. with you. So the questions that you just asked me are the questions that I'm asking myself all the time because I'm very much figuring it out. Do I need to say no to more people? Do I want more of a primary partnership? Is this relationship with my master supportive enough to keep me feeling anchored consistently? Some days I feel like yes, and some days I'm like, oh, shit, no, I'm lonely. Um, but because I'm such a workaholic and I like love the work I'm doing and it's so hard for me to meet someone that I feel compelled enough to like merge my life with in any significant way. Like I haven't, I haven't met anyone in five years that I'd be like, yeah, let's live together. I've never lived with a partner. I, I love people as they are, but that, like I was saying, you know, there are different boundaries that I have because if I'm if I'm dating someone who can't take care of himself well enough so that when he's tired and hungry he lashes out at me in a way that tells me explicitly that I am not sexually attractive to him Jesus. that's a person that doesn't belong in my life so I wished him well and that I wished him does, away that guy doesn't sound like he belongs in it Wait, doesn't sound like he belongs in anyone's life are you saying he would get so hungry he would call you ugly <laughs> Did I hear that right? Kind of. Well, I don't know if it was just hungry. I think he, there may be some mental health stuff going on. And sure. I have, I don't know if this has been your experience. Have you been online dating during the pandemic in addition? Like, are you not, looking for I new mean, partners? Look, I've no. got a glory hole that sometimes yeah. people from Reddit come use, but so I haven't, uh, but not, not, okay, not, so you're not, not for swiping. several, not for several so months. <laughs> my, I have stopped swiping anywhere because my big takeaway is that most people are currently experiencing a level of anxiety that just makes them too exploded in their brains to yeah. connect deeply with a new person there's also like a pandemic like maybe we that's what i mean need yeah to get we don't need to get so many connections right now we don't need to spread you know anything right now totally <laughs> totally and my and as a person who would be looking for just one connection i found it incredibly energetically draining to to do the looking and so i i think that my issue with filtration is that i just have a very small threshold for what exhausts me emotionally from other humans sure. and i spend most of my emotional time interacting with guests and you know listeners on instagram or OnlyFans, and mm. i and i can barely keep up with i mean i can't i'm always like a month or two behind on email like i get if it's time sensitive or money related i respond and if it's not then it usually takes me a couple months to get to wow. um and so in 2021 i'm hoping to you know, add more nudes and sex stories and like good night messages to OnlyFans and try to make that more of an income stream. I mean, we'll see. I'm really excited to play around with it. Ooh, ooh. And I'm painting too. I just have a new series, a nude series, a I new was nude ask, series. Are those behind you uh, things you've painted? Yes, yes, yes. So that's the other thing. When I was in South America, I got this. This is going to be so woo woo sounding. And I, oh I will just say for our listeners, I've been in Los Angeles. This is for 13 years. So I came here for college in 2007. I went to film school at USC and I've been here ever since except for the second half of 2016 when I was walking around South America trying to collect little pieces of my soul and put them back together and, and figure out why why the sexy Colombians and Ecuadorians and people that I met along the way, like we had such romantic times, but my body was just like off, <coughs> turned off. So... So it was while I was there that I realized that I had a lot of self-loathing and that I deeply wanted to paint. 
And it was like just this idea that came into my head and I couldn't stop thinking about painting. And every time I saw a painting, every time I went to a museum, every time I, I mean, I went to the little Exito, like the supermarkets and bought watercolors that I carried around in my 35 liter backpack because it was such a strong feeling. And part of the reason that I came back is to Los Angeles, part of the reason that I came back to Los Angeles is that I wanted to paint and have my resources and have my ability to make films again and build that framework for the rest of my life mm. and then for some reason i got really excited about painting circles i love the moon i love looking at the moon yeah. i guess i love boobs a lot so that's the latest series it's You're, called fucking abstracts and it's like i'm painting circle i know i know yeah, I those, put these paint, these, she's got two well i wasn't i wasn't talking about those i was talking about the, the microphone uh, oh the circle behind uh the two oh. paintings behind you they're but, very like simple and soothing and boob like yeah and then, yes i guess your boobs yeah. are also there like they're very soothing and i forgot there are boobs kind of on the screen so many and so it's it's just so funny because i I'm just like now obsessed with circles. Circles mm. are like related to sex for me so much because of holes and cocks and everything. I mean, everything is circles. So um, now I'm painting boobies and cocks and I'm calling it fucking abstracts. And it's oh. just like a messy version of. And so it's a way for me to make Instagram friendly art for the Sex Stories podcast next year. Okay, that's because they can't because they can't take down my abstract paintings. Fuck yeah. them. So so when you got back from South America, what what else did you learn about your yourself that okay, you've been taking so, into your sex and dating life right before i left for south america i had like super hot passionate exciting sex with the first guy i ever brought home who i met at a party and i liked him so much like i thought he was so cool such a nice dude and he would send me these like romantic letters while i was traveling i saw him when i got back in january and our sex was so mediocre like it was like disconnected like it had been fantastic we'd, we'd slept together a couple times before I left like I think I met him just maybe six weeks before I was flying away and so I was confused about that and so then I slept with another casual lover friend like I have I have a lot of like long-term loverships or pre-pandemic I did it sounds like, people- like you're just a very good friend <laughs> yeah well I would say at this point I think oh there's one couple I haven't slept with that we do want to sleep together at some point like we just can't like our schedules haven't lined up and then and then sometimes they don't ask me clearly enough and I don't get yeah. what's happening. But I had sex with a couple a couple that I'm very good friends with that I was my first threesome sex and I would see them off and on. And then another friend who I would see off and on. And I just, with my, with my two dude friends, something was missing with the couple. They tied me up for the first time. I was like, oh. I've always wanted to be tied up. And so they just tied my wrists with a tie. And then we all took turns doing, doing it to each other. And I was like, I want to see what it's like to be tied up by someone who like really wants to tie me up. One of those, and one of those like rope freaks who know, you know, the uh, Eagle I Scout still, knots. No. Okay. So I have yet to meet a rope person like, but I would love to meet a rope top who wants to tie me. I would love to see what it's like to go upside down. Mm-hmm. I love getting like held really tightly, not like squeezed so I can't breathe. I mean, a little bit of choking. Yes. But I'm not a person that likes to pass out. That's too dangerous for me. Um, what am I saying? So, yeah. So, that's what flung me into the internet when I was like, okay, kink. Okay. Fet life. But truly, I had no context for 
a DS relationship or what power play was or what a power dynamic was mm-hmm. other than I want someone to tie me down. That's where yeah. it all started for me. And, and you just say, you know what, this, there's a thing I'm curious about. There's a thing I want. I'm going to go to the internet. I'm going to type in some words. I'm going to see where it takes me. It seems like yeah. you have a very um, natural curiosity, not just I'm about so like, curious. sex, but about life everything. and people and everything. Yeah, Everything. I want to know everything. Yeah. I and dated so- a guy that was just like, why? Why do you care about people? And I was like, I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, today, I, I don't know how anyone could care about people when we've watched Capital P people not care about anyone else. But that's another yeah. that's another conversation. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, so, you, so you meet this master. It Was that just through trying to find a rope person? Well, I wasn't specifically looking for rope because I didn't know that was a thing. Like, okay. I didn't know there were subsets. I didn't know there was latex. I didn't know about... Like, I knew about butt plugs, but I didn't understand how toys could be kinky. You know what I mean? Like, and used on a submissive. And okay. um, I just knew that I wanted to explore BDSM. <laughs> like, I had learned that th- that's what I was looking for. You had four letters to work with on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wanted someone who would tie me up and, and fuck me. Yeah. And... I'm, it just so happened that, you know, the first person that I messaged with that wasn't a total, uh, boundary crossing person right away, you know? So are you um, saying you had a bunch of those first? Yeah. On FetLife, <laughs> yeah. Life, t- yeah. T- t- explain to us what, like, uh, your first day as a lady person on FetLife kind of looks like. Why don't you tell us? Oh, man. I, so honestly, I've blocked a lot of it out. I just remember the feeling of it. I remember getting, <laughs> getting inundated with messages wondering if i was in over my head and after i realized that i liked this guy and was sexually compatible i deleted that profile mm-hmm. like like i maybe maybe made a new one actually that life is the first place that i used the name wyo oh. <laughs> um, so that's kind of fun and but then i deleted that profile so I, I don't have it anymore but uh yeah it it was a lot of people assuming that I wanted a lot of really extreme things without checking in with me. And I just find that so repulsive. And I, I really just think anytime a person assumes sex is available to them from somebody, and I mean that also in partnership. I It's been a long time since I've been in a long-term relationship, but I remember being with my first boyfriend and I was terrible at communicating in so many ways i've come a long way i still have a long ways to go but i was especially unskilled at communicating when it came to sexual things like i was the person that in the bedroom would be like no not like that (laughs) you know like but it's also because i have an extremely sensitive clitoris and how many times do you have to tell someone i'm really sensitive and if you're just gonna mash it every time like what what you know and i'm 22 and i don't know how to talk Right, and, right, and and he's twenty two, and he doesn't know how to like empathize. Exactly, uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and for him, it's an ego thing, and it, and so we're both just like, ah! um, you know. And so, I just think that it's always important to make sure that you know. And when people are like, "Oh, I knew," I'm like, "But did you know? Mm-hmm. Did you really know? Did are you sure?" Like. You know, sometimes it's clear, sometimes it's not. I'm like, wait, why don't we just err on the side of like confirming? By because the way, the other- it, yeah. it shows the magical way you look at life where you're like, all these guys on FetLife just assume that like sex was on the table and I want all these extreme things when the reality of it is very much more likely like all these dudes don't give a shit about what you want. They just want to throw their fetishes yes. at you and beat yes. off. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like you gave way too much credit that there was like even a thought about what you wanted. And that's like, 
the horror show. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's a lesson that I continue to have to learn over and over again. You're too and optimistic. I, you're too positive. You're too nice, Wyatt. I don't know how to you rewire my brain. Up, to, come on out. No, to, literally. You want to rewire Billy. your brain? Come move to yeah. Brooklyn, okay? You'll get cynical and negative no, and here's surly what, real quick. Here's what happens when I go to New York. Miss, can I help you? Do you need do you need directions? Are you looking for some people are so fucking friendly to me wherever I go. Can I give I went you some to directions York. to my penis? Uh cuz I <laughs> No, men, women, old ladies, like I thought when I shaved my head that people were going to like be scared of me cuz I was a badass, but oh, like you fit in more. <laughs> I people are friendlier to me than ever. Where and then when I was in South America, people would just stare at me because I'm a, a tall Blue eyed very white alien, very white person. <laughs> they yeah, were like, they're like, they're going. Dios mío, uh, it <laughs> is a. I, I will for never ghost. forget going to the barber shop in Lima, and they just the eyes were so wide, and they just did not. They were like, and I was like, uh, numero uno, <laughs> like because I was I didn't know how to say, and they were, and then they didn't. I guess they had different numbering systems because I was just trying to tell them how long I wanted my head shaved. Uh. Um, so silly, but. <laughs> But but I'm I'm very 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 privileged. I don't know if I don't know about God or angels, but if they're real, I definitely have guardian angels. Mm-hmm. There's so many situations I've been in that should have been so dicey and dangerous, and you know, like like I'm the the chick that's like, oh, this boat ride comes with a snorkel tour, great. And then we you know I get on the boat with all the other people, and we get off the boat, and he's like, okay, here's your snorkel and mask, come with me. And I come with him, and then I realize the rest of the boat isn't coming with us and then he takes me through a forest to a secluded beach we walk to the end of the beach and he asks if i'll put sunscreen on him and i do and then he puts some on my back at the spots i can't reach and then we go snorkeling and you know he kind of has his arm around me and i'm like oh i can swim like maybe i can swim better without your arm and then you know we get out and we start walking back and the thing that actually was the most dangerous about that entire situation is the sand was black and sparkly. I got distracted trying to take a picture of it and a fucking log washed in from the ocean and hit my ankle. And then I was limping for a week, but he just like led me back to the rest of the group and it was fine. That was such a scary story. Just be, and I think, That's, I hope, I yeah. hope other people were terrified. Cause we were like, Oh, I think we all know how this movie ends and yeah. it doesn't end that way, but there's still something negative, but we were like, 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 I think a lot of us just breathe the sigh of relief of like, oh, thank God she only got hit by a log. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That was, we all thought that was going to go a different way. But then way. I was like an injured prey. But he like was like, are you okay? Do you need help? And he was like offering his arm to me, you know? And the same thing. So then two nights later, I was like limping up the hill back to my um, little cabana and this police officer motorcycles by and like slows down and talks to me in Spanish. And I've only been traveling for a couple of weeks, so I don't I don't know how to talk. And, and like I say a few words, but I'm like so excited to practice my Spanish. And then I get to my hotel like they're like the gate outside of the little cabanas there in Taganga, Colombia. And he's like waiting there on the motorcycle. And I'd like I think I'd like said I was going to my hotel or whatever. And it was the only one there. And so I was like, oh, this police officer wants to is going to the same place. Maybe he's there to check on something. And so, like, I go in with my little code, and then he, like, kind of follows me to my cabana. And then we just, like, sit on the porch for a while, and he keeps talking to me, and, like, eventually he's like, can I come inside? And I was like, 
oh no, I'm going to go get like, he's like showing me music videos and things. And that's when I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. And it was right. dark. Like there was nobody else around, but I like, I didn't catch on for a you while. Just always assume that dudes are being nice to you and they don't want to fuck. Like, do you just always assume that? Oh, why, why are they being it, so nice? They couldn't possibly because, be because they want to use well, me as a sexual object. But, but, but there's, <laughs> so because I am rejected so often, I actually don't assume that everyone's trying to get sex all the time because when I'm like efforting to try to go have sex, it doesn't really happen. And when a police officer but is But when you there, get hit by a log and you're limping in right, South America, right. a foreign country, they're like, oh, all of a sudden I became so incredibly attractive and vulnerable. <laughs> no, but it wasn't. But it wasn't until he like followed me to the porch that I was like, oh, wait, this is weird. Yeah. Like my brain just doesn't. It catches on a little bit too late. And then I want to like diplomatic the situation yeah. for some reason, like well, <laughs> because because I also don't know what it's like in a foreign country to be like, leave me alone now. And I also didn't have the language skills, sure. but. I was just like, oh, no, I'm going to go get an agua, like at the main part of the wherever other people were. And so I was like, do you want one? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And then he walked the other way on the path. Like I went up to where people were. So well, <laughs> glad you made it out of South America. OK. And, 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 and so so back to the FetLife, you know, search and like you, you, you match up with the master, you delete the account. So now. We we described what all the horror show dudes were like. So what differentiated this guy from the pack? Not Ugh, just like as a yes. connection with you, but just no. as like someone's. I I, I I say I ask this question for like dudes listening who eagerly want to be respectful and sexy and themselves and like have no idea what to do. So what yeah. did this guy do that like differentiate himself from the rest? So I will just say, first of all, as a dom, he set my expectations at a level that I consider healthy and safe that no other person claiming to be a dom on the Internet has yet met. Here's what he did. He told me what he was interested in. He checked in to see if I knew my own boundaries yet. He didn't assume. Actually, he this did is online on FetLife. Online. Is this, this is okay. this is when we're messaging. He we like had conversation. He made it really clear that he was in a don't ask, don't tell marriage to make sure that I was okay with that. He checked in about my level of experience. I told him I was brand new. Mm -hmm. He told me the types of things that he was into. He set off my red flag by calling me good girl. And at that time, I had no context that that's like a nice thing to say to submissives. I just thought like and, and I would and I would say that's probably not a thing a dom should do if you don't have an agreement with someone like you shouldn't assume you can call someone good girl. And I have sent like we've since talked about it. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. And I was like, no, you shouldn't have. Yeah. But um, another way to do that could have been like, do you like being called a good girl? Exactly. Asking. I would say in conversations since with people that I know are doms, once I talk to them a little bit, I like getting called good girl by them. Mm. And, you know, and they I don't think they've necessarily checked in, but it's just because I didn't have any context early on. Mm -hmm. um, and so he also took charge of the situation without assuming he knew my desires. And what I mean by that is he initiated the conversation about health and safety. He initiated a date to meet up. He didn't make, you know, he behaved like a dom. I, I don't understand the number of people that I've swiped on that claim to be doms, but then like act like little boys waiting for their mommy to drive them to school. Like, I shouldn't have to do every fucking step for you because they're not That's actually doms. They're just selfish. Exactly. Uh, which, yeah, by or the way, they're just abusers. I don't know. You know, 
there, there, yeah, there is a spectrum of those dudes who uh, range from just selfish assholes to abusers. But yes, like it's a similar, be you know, warning sign yeah. behavior. Which, by the way, like, there's a for the guys. There for guys, there's like these fake doms, right, who are just selfish or abusers. And then, like in the women world, like there are women who claim they're subs, but they're actually just lazy. <laughs> like, like they're like. <laughs> well, they, so that was my think... big fear. I was like, wait, like I, I like couldn't allow myself for a long time. I had to be like, wait, you really don't mind if I just lay there because. I have the most powerful orgasms if I am strapped down and am completely still. Mm-hmm. Like, like for my body, like there, is, you know. And I think <laughs> I had very early, like I had because I, I had so much. I've had a lot of sexual energy my whole life. I had very early alien rape fantasies that I didn't know were alien rape fantasies, and it's not like an anal probing thing. I just created a context in my mind where I could explore the excitement that I was feeling in a scenario that is not going to happen. But like I would have like, you know, or you think it's never going to happen depending (laughs) if you're a truther on the, well, I keep asking the aliens to come get me because now I would be very into anal probing. I have become such a butt slut. So that's the other thing that my master did that was really great. He was so clear about everything. And then we met up for coffee and then he went through in person in detail you know, his past experiences, his past relationships with other subs, like what it's like. And then we agreed to meet the next night. All at like a Panera bread. No, we met, we met, at, we met at Verve Coffee in West Hollywood. And it, it was very, Verve, um, uh, is it a coffee you, place? I'm just talking about the Verve. fact that like, because like, like when I've had to help organize gangbangs for people who ask me for them, it's Did like we also would like, we would meet at a coffee shop yeah, and yeah. then like in front of other people who are just working or going on way <laughs> less cool first dates, so, they're yeah. just all like, what the fuck are they talking about? And we're like, we're just living our lives. Just- oh no, I talk very <laughs> quietly and discreetly because I'm shy, but I have a very distinct memory of sitting at this like outdoor bar area that overlooks like the fancy Beverly Hills area and like salons and things. And just to our right, like one stool away were these two ladies, like, you know, the attractive Beverly Hills made up, but in yoga gear with their baby strollers like sitting near us and he's like talking to me about like anal fucking and all of this stuff that I like haven't really experienced properly. And I remember sitting there thinking like, Oh God, I don't know if I'm going to like all of this, but I'm so curious. Also, I wonder if these ladies can hear us. And then he also ran into someone he knew. So then I was like, I don't, did he plant someone? What is this? Is this a scam? Like what's happening? Mm. But no, he really did just run into someone he knew that was a dog sitter. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's been going on. It seems like that's really opened, uh, you know, your eyes to things and you oh know, doing a hundred or I guess now a hundred plus episodes of, of sex stories. It sounds like when you started the podcast, you were in a little bit more of a sheltered, not as knowledgeable place. Is that well, right? I was nine months into the sexual relationship with my master when I was when I was like, I have to start this podcast. Okay. And that was because of the Aziz Ansari Grace scandal. And I'm saying Grace with quotation marks, which was like, there was this whole controversy where it was like, people were like, no, she just had a bad date. And people were like, no, he's an aggressor. And it was like a really heated conversation. I remember just like watching both sides and thinking like, this is the wrong conversation. Yeah, like we don't, we don't lame talk. <laughs> it was a lame talk. And I was like, Oh, our society is broken sexually. And that's, that's where I was like, wait, I have learned about explicit communication in sex. That's opened up my whole world. 
what if I could bring that to everybody by just hearing more about their experiences? And then like I can tell them about how much I learn because why don't vanilla people talk about things with words out loud? And oh my God, I'm, you know, and I embarked upon a lifelong journey, like a mission really that I'm uncovering about, you know, trying to smash sexual shame and just getting curious about how we all experience things so differently in the world. It's mm -hmm. baffling to me, but also like wonderful. And what have you, what would you, what are some things you've learned over the course of a hundred episodes of hearing people's sex stories? It's always so wild to me how similar and specifically different we are. Like our specific differences, like the details are often so rich and unique, but the overarching theme that I hear over and over again is I had the best orgasm ever when I felt safe. I was able to live out this fantasy when I rejected the shame of my childhood. I, you know, like these stories of uncovering freedom and self-assertion as they grow. And so like in that way, I think so many of us have things in common. And the messages I get from people all the time, which I'd be curious to hear if you receive similar things where people are like, oh my God. I thought I was the only crazy, horny, pervert weirdo, but now I hear more people's stories and I don't feel so alone. And that's my favorite thing because I'm like, I know, me too. Mm -hmm. I thought I was just like a nymphomaniac because we're taught to add these, we're taught to diagnose disorders for people, for women especially, you know, who are obsessed with sex. We're taught to diagnose really sexuality at all that straight yeah. deviates from the norm, you know, anything that is deviant, quote yeah. unquote, behavior. We're like, well, there's got to be a class, uh, you know, a, a medical classification for this. And and then once we find one, then we have to like fight real hard to get it out of the DSM, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and I didn't realize how much that was related to the current morals of society. I just finished listening to Esther Perel's State of Affairs on audio book which oh my god fucked up my brain and heart you have yeah so i haven't I just, read it yet but I, I have it so i listened to it on audiobook while finishing these commission paintings for clients because it's just before the holidays and i got some last minute orders and it's the first time that i felt scared and guilty about my relationship as a submissive mistress that's you know it's a relationship that is a don't ask, don't tell. So there's permission, but there's not a lot of, there's no knowledge of the specifics. You still get to feel like you're this hidden mistress, even though it's on the up and up. It's per their agreement, but per their agreement, I am still very much a secret. Right, right, right. But like what I'm trying to say is like you get to like still retain some of that secret sexiness of a mistress while like not having to have the guilt that like you're not supposed to do it. Well, I didn't conceive of it that way until oh. I read this book because I was like, I'm just supporting the marriage. And like, <laughs> and I, and I, it, it really wasn't until listening to it that I was like, oh, I am, no, he is using this as a mistress. I'm totally an escape for him. Like, he literally oh. gets to come to this tower dungeon, like my beautiful artist loft in downtown LA. Should I say downtown LA? Yeah, it's fine. People know I live in downtown LA. You know, like, I'm such a wonderful escape. I love worshiping him. I really am obsessed with this man's body. Like, I've never felt so drawn to a person in so many ways before. And he's two and a half decades older than I am. And it was supposed to be a relationship with where that would create a boundary. And we've totally smashed my original boundaries, which were don't say I love you. Don't ever talk about leaving your family for me. You know, so he's he's done both of those things. He initiated the I love you's on our one year anniversary and everything. It was right after I'd slept with a kinky couple and he got jealous. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so over married people being jealous. Like 
in a way that's it's fine if you feel jealous i don't want to i'm not criticizing feelings i'm so over married people feeling jealous and not being able to take responsibility for their own feelings when you're when you're like dating another person fuck you (laughs) so why did y'all uh why'd y'all stop seeing each other because obviously like now you you've referred to it as like oh we're seeing each other again so what happened in between was it just covid or was it something else no no no. it was long before covid so after we said i love you he felt like another level of possession and then we were fighting a lot i'm very conflict avoidant slash i can't can't imagine you fighting (laughs) oh i'm a great fight i mean like i i'll go i have a destroyer mode like i stay really really calm and i try to logic and talk things out with like emotion and care but when someone shuts down and, you know, goes into battle mode, then I turn into a destroyer and I destroy people. Okay. Like, I'm a destroyer. Vicious. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason it's my fear around that, I think, that also keeps me single because I, I and I'm learning how to communicate a lot better. I'm learning so much about communication. Like, I'm doing deep dives on all of that. Um, so, so that's part of what's allowed us to start seeing each other again because for a while... Basically, we shifted from one perfect year, which I have journal entries of, and I'm turning them into a book. Like, that's one of my patron things is, like, I read the sexy journal entries from our first perfect year. But to the day, our relationship started to crumble because it went from being, like, this heightened, unspoken love that was just so delicious to he started saying he wanted to marry me. And that was not going to happen. He So he's clearly not leaving his wife. That's not on the horizon. And I don't want that from him. I never wanted that. I was never asking for that. I don't need that. I would love to keep looking for primary partnership or some sort of nest partnership or like a couple that I can dip in and out of, but be anchored to this person whose cock I'm obsessed with, who beats me so nicely, who, you know, (laughs) but then he goes through phases where he can, he's not able to be consistent about the type of attention. And every time and now listening to Esther Perel, I'm like, Oh, I'm seeking consistency and ease. And the thing that keeps it alive is the volatile up and down, which I don't have energy for. Um, so we'll see how this keeps unfolding. Cause I'm, you seem I'm speculative. I thought, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, we, so here's the thing. We had a really, really hot reconnection and this week, uh, you know, we've plateaued again. And so we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll I mean, see, we'll it's see. not. And by plateau, I mean like our baseline of really nice kinky sex. But mm. I don't feel the transcendence that I do, you know, when we're freshly seeing each other again. Oh, and I think part of that is because I get taken for granted really easily. Like I have a lot to offer and I give it so freely that men in particular Although I still haven't dated as many women as I'd like, but they do appreciate me more. But dudes tend to take me for granted because they're like, yeah, of course she likes my cock this much. (laughs) You know, and I'm just like, all right. Not realizing like well, there, I do. Uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of cocks that look like that cock and can act like that cock, but like And that I like they're, cocks. They're sure right, exactly. Like but that's like, like that's but the you know, person attached to that cock is the thing that makes you go to that one in particular. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and they have to treat me like a friend. Like you can't like at yeah, a very sex bare is not minimum. An excuse to just like treat someone shittily. Like you still got to yeah. treat them like a half decent human. Exactly. You <laughs> and especially if you want to keep fucking them, don't go out of your way to make them feel sexually repulsive. Duh. Like you fuck. Get <laughs> idiot. Um Yeah. So. Well, Wyo, um, do you have a little extra time? Maybe we can talk a bit mm-hmm. about your OnlyFans for a Patreon bonus episode. 
Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. All right. So uh, Patreon folks, you're going to uh, $5 and up folks, you're going to hear that episode come out tomorrow. But for now, Wyo, where can people find you? Where can they find your pocket? Plug all the things. Okay. So everywhere on the internet, I am at Wyo Lee. That's W-Y-O-H-L-E-E. So I'm WyoLee.com on Instagram, on Twitter, OnlyFans.com slash Lee. That's all my personal stuff. Sex Stories is sexstoriespodcast.com you can find it wherever you get your podcast and follow us on instagram at sexstoriespod although i haven't been posting there lately because instagram is that's a whole yeah just i'm gonna shake them right well uh wyo uh thanks so much why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody thank you so much for having me you have an audience of lovely humans i'm sure and i'm so excited to uh be here (laughs) let me do a better outro No. No, okay, fine. (laughs) Ooh, I hope you have thoughts, I hope you have feelings, and I hope you share them with us in the Champagne Room. The Champagne Room is our supportive, sex-positive Discord server that anyone can join, and you can let your thoughts be known about episode 363 with Y.O. Lee at com slash discord. But if you want to tell me something a little personally, maybe you kind of want to rant off a little bit in private, maybe you just can't figure out how Discord works, you can always shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your criticisms at manwhorepod at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. And you got to type that whole username out because I am Shadowband. Currently on both platforms, uh, I'm just, I'm doing great, everybody, doing great. If you're going to give me one gift for Christmas, I would love it if you would not just tell a friend about the podcast, but if you would post about the podcast. If you want a nice, clean episode you can refer them to, give them the Maya Diamond episode. I think there's like no talks of butt fucking in it. It's really safe for work to talk about. <laughs> and do be sure to give me a tag. Of course, if you want to see something a little naughtier, a little mm, a little more risque, you know where to find me on the OnlyFans. It's free to follow, and I'm a cheap whore to play with. Come on by to OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. Uh, oh, and Patreon people, I dropped an extra bonus episode. I know I've been behind, so I did a little, uh, <laughs> a little story time session. I uh, told a little story of my visit to a certain uh, adult bookstore out on Long Island. You can call it, uh, we'll call it a review of Show World. You can become a member uh, and get access to that, as well as 200 other bonus episodes, including Y.O. Lee's, which is out tomorrow at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Next week, we've got Dr. Marianne Brandon on the pod. Uh, she is a sex therapist. We're going to begin all up in that topic. Very fun stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your holiday season. I hope you were safe and at least attempted to be smart. Simply testing is not enough. You have to like do like lockdowns and tests, probably like multiple, uh, like at least a couple of tests with your lockdown and preferably didn't fly. But hey, who am I to decide? I'm kind of giving up this fight. <laughs> I'm just going to try to protect myself. Well, I stay slutty. It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now, Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. 
Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout.